Hi, this is Chris Warner from Pinnacle Entertainment Group. You're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morris and Peter are joined by James Barry to talk about Cursed Captains of Cthulhu. In the news, details about the new Dungeons & Dragons books, including the leak of the new October release. Doctor Who's 2nd Edition details have been revealed, Avatar The Last Airbender RPG Quick Start has been released, and more! Plus, our favorite game in all the world, and a brand new sketch about the trouble of finding well-reviewed dungeons, this week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. The Imperial Opera House is this week's sponsor... Get yourself down there and listen to people warble and screech their way through obscure foreign languages, achieving notes never intended for human consumption. You are guaranteed not to understand a thing, but they do sell nice ice creams at the interval. Wait, what? They don't sell ice creams? What sort of outfit are they running there? All the tabletop role-playing news We aim to amuse, we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial Tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week is Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Role Players. Russ, as ever, it is a complete delight to be here. Uh, it, it is a complete delight to be here, Peter. I agree. Yes, you're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not alone. What? We're not alone. We there's someone out there. <laughs> we, we, we we have a guest. Um, I guess. Someone we managed to persuade someone to come on the show somehow. I don't know. Find <laughs> the checks sold. in the mail or, or, or blackmail or something like that. I don't know how it works. You said you were going to sacrifice at least three chickens. That's all <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. We, we, oh, we have uh, people okay. on it. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just have people that just press gang people onto the show. They just won't roam the streets. <laughs> Do you know what a T20 is? Yes, right. You're coming on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I guess this week is James Barry, who is one of the people behind a Cthulhu and pirate, Golden Age of Piracy crossover game, which we're going to be getting into a lot later. But for the moment, James, hello, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you hello. doing? You good? Yeah, we're yes. not bad, we're not bad at all. I, I can only assume that the epic news route before Gen Con continues. Oh no, the opposite uh, the exact opposite. It's still, yeah, it's a new stage. I mean, we have got more in the unending TSR saga. If oh, you can bear joy. that. Yes. <laughs> if you My favourite part. I mean. <laughs> My favourite part of everything. The TSR saga. We're popcorn now, right? Just, <laughs> I know, just watching it. Like, wow. <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> uh, and we also have a bunch of stuff on Wizards of the Coast. Because, okay. you know, they've got their big D&D Live thing coming this weekend where they're going to be oh. revealing a load of stuff. Oh. As usual. Yes. As always happens. Yes. It's all been leaked beforehand. Ah. Always right. happens. Wow. Shocking security. They really need to work yes. on their infosec. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, oh, what would you like to start with? Would you like to start with TSR, Wizards of the Coast, or something else? Oh. Oh, God, let's Which get TSR out of the way. TSR? No. Are you sure? No. Something else. <laughs> I'll take my mind. The TSR News Update. So, just when you thought it was all over... Oh, you could go with TSR, aren't you? I said when you else. thought there were no more TSRs... Oh, 
I thought they'd finally taken the hint. When, the TSR, when you thought the TSR saga was over, just yes. when you thought that the last TSR had vanished, yes. there's now a fourth TSR. I see. Is this is this <laughs> another pretender to the throne? Or? Oh, dear. So, huh. oh, I don't even know where to start or even how to start. I don't even know if I've got the energy to do this, but I'll give it a try. So... Just the highlights, Russ. When we when we left pre- yeah. previously on TSR Watch, when we left this, <laughs> <laughs> this ongoing dumpster fire in the middle of a sewage explosion, yes. Wow, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not going to recap. So if you're listening Please to don't. this and you need you need a recap, uh, you're going to have to go back to previous episodes. And, I can't and reconsider your terrible again. life decisions. Third or fourth episode talking about this, and each time I talk about it, I just get slightly more depressed. So, yes. Yes. Go, go so um, yeah, so when we left it last week, uh, TSR three, yes, the new one, yes, had decided that it was no longer going to be TSR. The one that and it had, the, the one that very arguably never really has been TSR. The one that says, well, yes, "We're the original but, TSR." They're like, "Do you have anyone that works for the original it, TSR working yeah. for you?" Anyone but it cancelled its, its Twitter all, account, no. closed its Twitter account. Okay. And renamed its website to Wonderfield or Wonderfiled, depending on which bit of the website you look at. Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't know that bit. I didn't, I, know, I didn't know that bit. That when your logo has a typo in it, that is, that's when you know you're winning. But it, it, it's, 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 like a, it's, like, it's not even like a typo because someone's typed it. It's actually a graphic that someone has commissioned. Someone's signed, paid for an artist. Well, you would need to know... Or you might not be pleased to know, but they have now corrected that typo. It took them days, though. It wasn't like until midweek until they corrected that. But they have now corrected that typo, and now their logo does say Wonderfield, not Wonderfiled. Well, that's made the world a slightly sadder, if more accurate place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then, anyway. a new press release suddenly appeared. <gasps> have we heard so from Michael? this weird... Was yes, Michael. It turns out Michael is, Michael is real. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? So this this new press release, right? They do this weird thing with press releases. They don't send them out to news sites or anything. Okay. They just post them quietly on PR.com and don't say anything. A press release, which I mean, is I gotta say, they take their position of being the anti-Wizards of the Coast very seriously. <laughs> they, they, we they love the, the Coast direction. for yeah. leaking everything <laughs> in an effort to build the news So this press release is by, from yes. TSR LLC. Right. It's written by Michael K. Hovermail, like Hovercraft, but Hovermail, who is a real person. People have checked. And he's on LinkedIn. So Michael does exist. Uh, Michael is no longer a fictional character. Michael does exist. Russ could not see the side eye that Russ was getting from me (laughs) at this point. From both of us, I think. It seems fairly (laughs) unlikely. It's the kind of name that you make up, somebody goes, make up a name, and you go, Michael Holtfield. Not taking Michael. Well, you know, it's, yeah. It's a real name. So We shouldn't take the mick out of his name. So they have launched a brand new website. <laughs> yes. Complete with another old school logo, one of the old TSR the Game Wizards logos. Okay. And this one is at TSRhobbies.com. Right. We've got one at TSRgames.com. We've got one at TSR.games. And this one is TSRhobbies.com. Okay. I know. It's hard to keep up. There's quite a lot of yeah. TSR websites out there. And if you go to just TSR.com, that takes you to Wizards of the Coast D&D page, I think. 
So there's four different TSR URLs out there now. But, um, yeah, so there's this is, uh, new website, new logo, well, old logo being reused. Um, and they say that they have replaced the individual that was serving as both social media manager and information technology manager for TSR, mm-hmm. the Dungeon Hobby Shop Museum. Mm-hmm. And this individual apparently was also running the Giant Lands social media accounts, Justin Lanassa's social media accounts, and Ernie Gygax's social media account. Hmm. So we and have two t- hypotheses. One is to take them at the word, and that there's some rogue actor, some some loose cannon that was simultaneously running people's personal Twitch accounts. And all it sounds things. kind of cultish at that stage, doesn't it? I mean... Uh, would you like to join my company and give me your Twitter password I'll be posting as you from now on (laughs) you know it's a bit weird yeah well good so so, so that's that's their hypothesis my suggest perhaps an alternative hypothesis could be that it is the personal Twitter accounts of these people they are posting them and they're also posting other stuff I mean I don't know maybe that's the thing but I would like to call um, them liars. That would be rude of me. I don't think we can know. I think there might no. be a germ of truth in it, but I don't think it's we totally should. true. Okay. But um, so basically, they say all posts on social media accounts yes. for TSR, Dungeon Hobby Shop Museum, yes. Justin Lanassa, and Ernie Gygax should be considered invalid. All posts. Okay. Well, there we go. It's now officially fake news. We we can no longer count on that because anything else they produce is invalid because they've just said so. Well, TSR is apparently... We should respect their wishes. In the process of trying to recover the social media accounts, uh-huh. these four social media accounts, uh-huh. which, I don't know, and then it's signed Michael K. Hovermel, uh-huh. who does exist and is a real person, has a LinkedIn account and everything, so he does exist, and there's pictures of him and everything. So Michael K. Hovermel exists. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very charitable of you, <laughs> what? what can I say it's like my, my, my trust is not as high as it could be perhaps <laughs> who, can, who can say why over the past four weeks of of sniped trademark <laughs> claims about rounds anyway never mind whatever but then, anyway finally the last piece of piece in the saga so far is then that um, Stephen Dinehart yes which was one of the three people behind TSR 3 yes has announced that he has left TSR. Okay. Um, he's started up Wonderfield Incorporated. Okay. He's taken Giant Lands with him. Okay. And also Star Frontiers has now been scrubbed quietly from the TSR 3 page as well. Uh, I think that counts for nearly 100% of their products that they <laughs> claim to have had. Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure what TSR... And we're going to have to call them TSR 4 now. <laughs> I, I can't think of any other way to do this. TSR 4, I'm not sure what they're going to settle. They get to the point they've got more additions than D&D. This is it's <laughs> yes. getting a bit... Uh, well, clearly they're trying to close the addition gap. It's a I serious mean, problem. Is, they've, Look, they've gone just, through it fairly quick. You just know. think about it. All the most successful brands and games in the role-playing game community have multiple additions. Therefore, wrong. it's having multiple editions that makes you successful rather than selling products that are good. Yeah, yeah, correlation and causality. There's a saying about yeah. that, but I can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember what it is. No, 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 no. <laughs> what we have to, you have to bear in mind that this is clearly some sort of like cargo cult. It does feel weird handing over your social media accounts to a social media. It's, it's very strange. I mean, I've never I, heard know, of anyone do that. Yeah, you want to hand it over to a social large at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm, We're taking I'm this to very as seriously. A, as, they're a separate, as they're a separate company, you know, and I don't like the bad mouth any other time. Yeah. Well, it is serious. It's very serious. Yeah. Um, so Early Going Gangster did, does actually say one other thing, and this is this is appended to the end of Michael K. Hovermail's press release. The one where he declared all tweets are invalid. Uh, yeah, but, okay. but this, this is on the press release, not a tweet, so it must be valid. What? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, he says, I wish to speak directly to the transgender community regarding this incident. The individual who is speaking to you on Twitter does not represent me or TSR in any way. Trans people are always welcome to play with us. Everyone is welcome at our table. That's nice. Hmm. I mean... Which is kind of what they've been asking them to say all along. Well, it's not what they've been asking them to say. They've been saying trans people are valid and that trans rights are human rights. Yes, yeah. yeah. Just off the top of my head, which isn't yeah, actually what yeah. they said. Yeah, um, fair, but, yeah. Okay. And if he wanted to speak publicly, maybe he could have done it from his Twitter account. Well, like, it, apparently, it, apparently if you do, it's invalid if you do it from a Twitter account, so that doesn't work. So. Yeah, Twitter so doesn't, so doesn't count, no bad Therefore, we know it's um, valid, right, yes. Sorry, <laughs> I, I just, I, I mean, I, I was just gone with regular communication, like a person, but yeah. I don't know. He I can do know. however anyway, that, he likes. That does bring us up to date in the TSR saga. You'll be glad to hear. <sighs> I'm sure nothing else can possibly happen now. I, I literally. What what further cannot. controversy can they seek to manufacture in the age of their grift? Who can say? Mm. No. Yeah, and I basically can't distinguish between TSRs and Tribbles at this point. They just keep pouring out of this ventilator shaft on the way ahead. Just more and more triples and buried under TSRs. What one devours lots of resources, time, effort, and emotional energy, and the other's triples. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. You can yeah. also say the same for one being cute, but, you know. Well, yeah. That makes yeah, minor, I, I quite like squeaky so noises. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Okay, TSR. Let's forget about TSR. Then. Let's, not, let's, not, let's not bring up TSR again, at least until next week. <laughs> I look forward to hearing about it next week, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what hey, could possibly yes, happen? Nothing okay. else can possibly happen. Nothing. I can't imagine oh, okay. anything. Okay, so since we've covered the slow aspects of the news week, what, what else have we got going on? There's a lot of news. Right, so yeah, we do it. have a load of D&D news. Do you want to save that until last, or do you want to do it now? Uh, I'll have something else first, if that's right. Yeah, we'll work yeah. up to it, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Let's start with UK Games Expo. Ooh, okay, yes. Oh, this is good news. So oh, okay. last good. week we were talking about how they weren't requiring masks or tests. Yes. Or anything like that. Yes. Uh, they've changed their minds now. Oh, that's nice. Um, so now you do have to have a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want you to take a lateral flow test before going. Yeah. Um, they're not asking for vaccination certificates or anything, but a mask mm-hmm. and a lateral flow test before going. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think that that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, I, I'm still I, not going because I'm not going to any yeah, conventions this year. But I mean, uh, it, it just seems like they had the model of Gen Con right there, mm. um, who have like the uh, wristbands and so forth to help people who have like actual medical mask exemptions for them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that that's thing. But yeah, okay, well, yeah. it's something. At least it's not the unrestricted free for all. During the middle of a pandemic. Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That could have been bad. Yeah. That Especially given the fact that we're on another upward exponential trend again. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Let's move swiftly on. So if, yeah. if you are going to um, UK Games Expo, though, keep that in mind. You do have to have a mask and you do have to yeah. take a, a lateral flow test. Yes. Resume. Social distance. Like, keep I don't know how, you pro- how do you prove that, though? Because I've taken those. There's nowhere to prove I have. I know some of them have got barcodes on. 
because uh, a lot of UK health professionals as well as I'm aware have to demonstrate by logging into a website that they've done it. But I don't uh, think right, that's going to be readily accessible to Gen Con. Mm. Is that for uh, all visitors then, or is that for dis- um, uh, exhibitors? Because I could see it for exhibitors you'd have to sort of show beforehand. Uh, let me open up and I will double check. Uh, all visitors, yeah. So we right, request okay. that all visitors yeah. 12 years and above take a home lateral flow test before coming to the venue. Okay. So, uh, well, not my problem. So you need to use it, yeah, you need to use an NHS COVID pass or equivalent evidence on the first day of attending the event. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which right. I'm not 100% sure what one of those is, but, uh, is it maybe the NHS app, is it? Maybe you can get one from the website if you've done the test and send it in or something. I guess so, yeah. Well, no, if you're doing if you're doing it the morning before going to the venue, you're not going to be able to send it in. And... No, good point. Point. No, it's yeah. going to be... I don't know how it works. I don't know. No, no. I don't know. Hopefully UK Games Expo will be able to advise better. Yeah. 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 I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure probably like half half the people listening to this do know and they just... They're shouting at their headphones. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, <that's all> right. <laughs> How do you not know this really basic? <laughs> Can't you agree with that? I mean, quite frankly, if you're an established listener and you are shocked, shocked, I say, at our ignorance, then what? Why have you not been paying attention? We do nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. It would be if I had a shame. Yeah. Bye. How long ago I gave that up? It's very bad for you. I said Cubicle 7's got some good news. Ooh. How are Cubicle 7 doing? What are they up to? They've got two bits of good news, actually. So, two. first of all, Doctor Who 2nd Edition. Oh, they nice. have released the cover of Doctor Who Second Edition. Oh, get in! Yeah, and it shows Jodie Whittaker in the middle, and Ooh. it's got Daleks and Cybermen and the Tardises and stuff. Daleks and Cybermen, Tardis, oh my! Yeah, Sounds I mean, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. A, a, you a know Jadoon. what a Doctor Who game should look like, and this looks like a Doctor Who game. Is yes. that what we're saying? Yeah, <laughs> That's good. yeah, yeah. 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 That's so that. apparently, Second Edition is completely compatible mm. with First Edition. Okay. However, um, it has faster gameplay and oh. it's easier and quicker to learn. Okay, so they've streamlined it a bit. Yeah. To make it more accessible and more fun. Ah, yeah, yeah. Good job. Well, it's good. Yeah. 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 I mean, they haven't, they haven't given us a date yet, uh, but they've been publishing this game since uh, ooh, 40, ooh, long time. or something. Yeah, long, 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 long time. So mm. I assume it's coming out later this year. Just as yes. Jodie Whittaker's leaving. No. Well, they've always been about a season behind, as I recall. I suppose that makes yeah. more sense, though, because then they've got the entire Doctor's mm. arc. Yes, they have all the mythology to work with. And yeah. obviously they won't be allowed to do spoilers, because that would cause them some serious issues with the BBC. There's that too, I yeah. suppose. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they have words like, oi, you, and no. <laughs> Keith Baker's Dread Metrol Ooh. is here. Nice. Did we mention that last week? I can't remember if we did or not. Well, I remember he was doing... Oh, is this one which is a mix of Eberron and Ravenloft? Yes. And yes, we did mention that. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's landed. So it's like this dark Ooh. city besieged nice. by nightmares. Uh-huh. Um, 112 pages. Uh-huh. Um, and you get details on the city and Ooh. a starter adventure. Nice. So I'm not sure how... Is it like a city that's been taken by the mists into Ravenloft? Is that what it is? Or I'm not entirely sure. I, I mean, when you say Dark City to me, I'm thinking of a film from the 80s that I barely remember. So Oh, right. No, yeah. no Dark, dark City without, 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 without capitals. Just oh, okay. It's, it's a Dark City, not the a Dark City. A Dark City, not the Dark City. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. Like like ATSR, but not the TSR. Not the. <laughs> uh, okay, yes. 
<laughs> you see how that worked? <laughs> it was hilarious. I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this, this thing has um, got stats for Queen Danelle, ruler of the Dark Domain, uh, a new artificer archetype Ooh. that specializes in rebuilding their own body. Ooh. Ooh, that's cool. uh, uh, an adventure called The Morning After, but morning is spelled morning, not morning. Oh, as in morning. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, which takes you from first to fourth level. Ooh. And, of course, maps and a companion 32-page player edition PDF without spoilers. Ooh. That's very helpful. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Although I've got to say, as, as, as a player, if anyone handed me a 32-page PDF and said, you have to read that, I think the odds are I probably wouldn't. Page one, red, really? cool. One page. One, uh, yeah. one page. Yeah. I'll do one page. Yeah. Give us <laughs> oh, we your, go. Yeah, for your setting primer, I'll do one page. I'm what are you saying? Page. Players have some sort of limited attention span. <laughs> no. I don't think it's that. I think it's more a case of you read the first page and that's as far as you're getting. Because players, yeah. Yeah. You'd like, the rest of it is <laughs> yeah. going up I, over I, the face. I mean, here I'm acting all shocked. I'm like, yeah... Is it free for the points? But that's also, it's no. more fun knowing yeah. about learning about stuff through play. Rather yeah, than the phone does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just more interesting like that. It's almost like showing, not telling, is an important yeah, exactly. way to do storytelling. Yeah, 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 exactly. Huh. exactly. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to do you don't have to assign homework before a game. Oh gosh, congratulations. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, all right, let's, let's move on. Um what, yeah. what was it? Were we doing um Cubicle Seven, weren't we? Should we stick with Cubicle yeah. Seven for a second? Okay. We can return <laughs> to Cubicle Seven. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, we slipped off Cubicle 7, but I'll go back to Cubicle 7. Oh, well, they're so slippery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Victoriana. Oh, yes. Wow. Okay. Doing all the classics. Yeah. So Victoriana was, I think it was like early 2000s that came out originally. And that Ooh. wasn't by Cubicle 7 originally. It was no. by... <sighs> oh, can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, I do know this. I know this. I must remember this. Yeah, riveting podcasting. I'm going to sneak through to remember things. <laughs> yeah, the temptation to Google at this point and then see like I remember Heresy it, Games. So. There we go. I say that, that was... without... I didn't look that up honest. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> if, if I wasn't heckling Russ, I suppose that could. Everything's <laughs> made Russ look super smooth. But we would never expose our listeners such cheap and tawdry tricks of the trade. Oh, no. I, don't, I, I don't think we should try and portray any kind of illusion of competence. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Daryl's only human. He can only do what he can only work for what he's given. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so Heresy Games in two thousand and three. Yes. yes, and then Cubicle Seven bought the company. Mm. Bought out a second edition in um, two thousand and nine. Yeah, third edition yeah. in two thousand and thirteen. And Victoriana is basically Victorian Shadowrun. Yes. Um, so eighteen hundreds exactly. You got yeah. dwarves and ogres and elves and things Oops. running mm. around steampunk Victorian London. Yeah, it's basically the, the oh, yeah, thing. It was pre- pretty good fitful themes of um, racism and dystopia. To be fair, mm. yeah. yeah. So this is going to be its fourth edition. Nice, and it's four D and D fifth edition. So it's the fourth edition is for fifth edition. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so Victoriana Five E is in fact the fourth edition. Yeah. <laughs> Victoria Five E is the fourth edition of Victoriana. I yes. suppose it's better than making like a fifth edition for fourth edition because yeah, they should be they should just quickly rush out. Yeah. They should just quickly yeah. rush out a mini fourth edition just so that Victoriana Five E can be Victoriana Fifth Edition. 
Well, it's all the craze these days. You do yeah. edition a day, right? Exactly. Yeah. We talking about earlier. They could release Fine. a press release saying all tweets in <laughs> Cubicle 7 about Victoriano are now invalid. All previous Victorianos are invalid. Yeah, they signed it, Mike. <laughs> Mike, I, I, I exist honest. Well, well they wouldn't do that because they're a professional outfit. <laughs> yes, um. <laughs> yes, and they're very nice people as well. Ooh, I can feel the heat of that from here. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, Victoriana... For D&D 5th edition, no date given yet, but um, they've released a logo, which is a steampunky logo saying Victoriano with clockwork behind it. How are you saying picture of the words there? How to describe that to you? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. And yeah, yeah, so I'm quite looking forward to that. Mm, yeah, that should be, that could be. Like, like me a bit of Victorian era steampunk. Mm. It sounds like it needs more expertise dice to me, but... That's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, right. maybe they're saving the fifth edition for the advanced version. Yeah. That's, yeah. That yeah. is possible. That is yeah. possible. Okay. Pandemic hobby game sales, specifically RPG ones. So okay. the hobby right. game market is probably yes. one of the only markets in the world which increased throughout the pandemic. And in 2020, right. it increased by about 30%. <laughs> No, it completely, everyone was worried. Oh, I think you guys probably know this as well. Everyone was yeah. worried, like, oh, God, you know, this is a hobby. Mm. Although mm. it tends to be a little bit more recession-proof, mostly because people want their hobby. Like, yes. there's the, the one thing they won't give up, right? That's the thing they love. Yes. Um, they'll cut down on takeaways and all the rest, but they love the hobby. Um, I think people were worried about it. You yeah. don't necessarily have to get together for it. You can That's do it by That 100%. Yeah, and, you yeah. know... If this had happened, say, I mean, even three, four years ago, mm. it might have been a different story because mm. people weren't as au fait with Zoom. Yeah, sure, there was FaceTime and, you know, the messenger mm. and all yeah. that stuff. But I don't think it was a part of life in the way that it kind of is today. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's, that's, been, that's been great. So the um, RPG, because we are an RPG podcast, that's the bit yes. we're really interested mm. in, yeah. moved from 80 million in US and Canada to $105 million. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of dollars. That is significant, yeah. And so, that's just the US, that's basically the North Americas. Yeah. But if you uh, think about it, though, there's some Kickstarters out there that are like 1% or 2% of that. That's true. And yeah. there's well, had, several what, Kickstarters. Three, four this year? Yeah, four or five this year now. Yeah, four or five yeah. this year now. Um, well, I, I thought five, six, I thought, no, that's <laughs> yeah. silly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, admittedly, this is ICB2, and it's an estimate. They interview yeah. retailers and yeah. manufacturers and distributors, but they don't have hard <coughs> figures, so it is an estimate. Uh, and, so we, and we also don't really know what the European sector is up to, no. or the rest of the world. No, that so, is true. No. And actually, yeah, when you think about it, things like Free League, are they not, are they, they're probably not counting that, are they? Because they had a great big Kickstarter mm. I mean, for the One Ring. Yeah, if they're talking directly to producers, then they may not have done. If they're talking to distributors and retailers, they will have included. But they do include Kickstarter, though. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And um, they had a. It wasn't Mm. like massive, massive, but it was pretty big. They had one um, show backed as well. Completely forgotten the name about Um, Second World War. You guys must have seen that one. Right, but in between, we see a lot of Kickstarter. I can't. I love me. I can't. amount of Kickstarter. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. Second World War One. Oh, it's something else. Other. It's a we'll remember. We'll remember as soon as this ends. But I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. 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 
So that's good news anyway. At least the hobby oh. is the Hobbit. Hobby. The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Hobby Hobbit. <laughs> at least the Hobby Hobbit is uh, is is like surviving the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just speaking for myself, so. I haven't noticed any drop off. I mean, the only the only thing that I that is a big problem is shipping like um, mm. shipping containers from China yes. and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. If you're doing yeah, that, completely. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I've been learning loads about. Shipping containers from China has mm. been like uh, one of the board game Kickstarters I've subscribed to yeah. has given me some amazing updates. They're really in depth, and I thoroughly yeah. appreciate it. Like, oh, well, yeah. today I've learned. <laughs> yeah. Really interesting stuff. I mean, it's mm. it's very hard um, for some uh, Kickstarters because you have that. Mm. You know, we've we've taken X, and which has been great, and we've had all mm. the support from people, and then we've charged shipping at mm. a rate we think it's going to be. Yep. Um, usually pledge manager and then obviously they've got to then go right okay we've got X number late pledges etc we need you know 10,000 of this game or 20,000 of this game whatever it might be yeah, yeah. but then because that's set mm. and then with everything going on logistics yeah. suddenly the shipping costs go through the roof I mean oh, with, yeah. we budget for three times the shipping cost we used to from China now and I've seen some graphs that so showing high. more than that as well okay. yeah, yeah. Really, about that. yeah. So, really really high, high um, it starts becoming a significant portion of your um, oh, 100%. Work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, very much so. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very tough situation for all creators at the moment. So, uh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Hey, the Diana Jones Awards, the uh, finalists, the nominees were announced. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Would you like to know who they are? Yeah, I suppose I would. Go on, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so um, every year is, is it five or six? They do five or six uh, nominees. It's just a one award. It's not like yes. a whole lot of categories of them. And it can be pretty much for anything in the, in the industry. So it could be a convention. It could be a game. It could be a person. It could be a, a concept, as we know. <laughs> I, 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 what, what, are you, you, I, I don't know what ancient grid you could possibly be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway please so, uh, <laughs> so these are the nominees for this year. Sorry. Yes. Big Bad Cons 2019 Babble on Equity Project and POC Programming, which was a fundraising effort to bring people of colour to Big Bad Con. Okay. Um, Big Bad Con is, I guess, a convention? A convention, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't know anything else about it. Okay. Don't ask me questions. I don't know the answer. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Game Crafter, which is a print-on-demand service for tabletop games. Okay, nice. It's, nice. it's kind of you can you can make like meeples and boards and yeah, yeah. Uh, custom custom made meeples and print on demand stuff. Yeah, it's a good name. You know what we're talking for, about? Stuff yeah. for board games. Yeah, the paraphernalia that are essential to good board games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Card Games, a game publisher. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with them. Mike okay. Pondsmith, I am familiar with a game designer. Ooh. Uh, Session Zero Online, an online tabletop gaming convention. Hmm. And okay. finally, Wingspan, which is a board game by Elizabeth oh, yes. Hargrave, published by Stonemaier Games. Yeah, that's well yes. known, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. That's a um, I, I've actually played that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, quite fun. There's birds, big birds, little birds, okay. different things. Mm. Go. That's, that's basically your game. It's okay. It's okay. It's a big fave on um, board game geek and things like yeah, that. Yeah, massive. Uh, and and yeah, they've been really selling selling out hotcakes, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, good luck to all of them. Yes, yes. 
We do not speak from a place of information, sadly. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So if but you're yeah. tuning into for, for our insightful analysis, then... Well, we can now here? speak from, about something else from a place of information. Oh, yes, yes. A place of leaked information. Ah, my favourite kind. Yes. Yes. So we've got two. So yes. this is all stuff that's likely to be announced this weekend, D&D Live. Yes. Um, I think it starts today, actually. I think it's like 8 p.m. our time and mm-hmm. like lunchtime in the US somewhere. I'm not sure exactly, but I think it starts today, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they make a load of product announcements, preview a load of stuff. They've got all those celebrity games we've been talking about, the wrestlers mm-hmm. one, the one with Jack Black and uh, yeah. Kevin Smith and oh, loads of people, loads of people. But anyway, yeah. um, so we've got two, two pieces of... So let's start with a slightly smaller piece of news. And that is, you know, uh, Wild Beyond the Witchlight. Oh yes, yes, yes. The new book coming out. Yeah. So we've we've had the back cover text for a while. Yes. Because we've seen an image of it. No. But the Amazon page has just been updated with a little bit extra information. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot. It's a little bit though. So first of all, De- first we have the most important information. Go on. What's that? Do we know how much it weighs? We don't. Sorry. <laughs> Why are they wasting our time? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. uh, so uh, it's just two new races. Mm. They used to term race as well, not lineage. Mm. I thought they'd switch to lineage from race, but it does say but race. they've got heritages. I can't. They're still, I think they're still race. There was a really successful DM skill thing, which is all the lineages, but I think they're still keeping race, aren't they? No. They've definitely, Wizards of the Coast have definitely used, like in Tasha's. Yes. Have they changed? Oh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm no, not I'm entirely right. sure. Mm. Or maybe they're just mixing and matching. They're just using different terms or something. I don't know. But anyway, the two races are fairy. Yes. Or a rabbit. Nice. Hop, hop, bang, bang. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if you could mix it with some sort, with the uh, critical role uh, firearms class, then you could actually be a gun bunny. Gun bunny. <laughs> gun bunny. Yeah, that's right. Especially with two bandoliers. Oh, and, like, man. Exactly what I'm thinking about. You've got like, your apostle belt as well, your set. Yeah. Yeah, half yeah, the time it's bullets, and then there's one or two carrots just in there, and then yeah. you know the image yeah. paints itself. It's well, right if you got hungry during the middle of a firefight, this is it, my friend. Yeah, yeah. And then you roll a one, and you fire yeah. a carrot at someone instead of a bullet, and that's just Ooh. hilarity ensues. That was like, still hurt. Oh, it hurt. Hell, get a carrot in the eye. It's not going. It's not going to be a good yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's like it's good. It's just going to be frangible when. Proper speed smoothie stuff. Hey? So, these, yeah. so, so these rabbits are the Haringon, the race of humanoid rabbits. Yes. So you can play them or you can play a fairy. Oh, they're it's, actual human sized rabbits. I don't know if they're human sized, but they're humanoid. Right. As opposed to actual rabbits. They're okay. not actual I mean who's who's to judge? Who's to tell them they're not actual rabbits? Well, I I'm certainly not going to tell them there how you to go. identify. That's up to them. Okay. So um Two backgrounds. Yes. Uh, the Feylost, who grew up in the Feywild. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the Witchlight Hand, who works at a carnival. Right. Oh, okay. As in, they work at the Witchlight Carnival, so they're a hand there, Witchlight Hand. Okay, yes. that makes sense. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, do we know anything about the fairies? Are they pixies or what are they? Sprites? We don't. We don't yet. We don't. We, don't. we know nothing. Uh, no, it's this. literally these are literally one line of uh, these are bullet points basically. Stuff. And yeah. this is all there is. Uh, uh, so we've got all the encounters. Every encounter in the adventure can mm-hmm. be resolved without resorting to combat. Okay. So they are designed. That's to, an interesting yeah, shift. Designed to yeah. reward clever ideas and creative roleplay. 
taking taking the violence out of D&D. Mm. I mean, they're not saying you, you can't resort to combat. Can't just stab things, yeah. yeah. They're but, just saying but, you don't have to, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, stabbing things is always very definitely on the table, but yes. Mm. Uh, not comp- no, no compulsory stabbage. Yeah. Right. If you, I mean, if what you, if they're if just you, too cute? If you, mm-hmm. like, um, play a rogue specialised in sneak attacks and stuff, stabbage is pretty much your reason for existing. Isn't it? It's all raison d'etre, isn't it? Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when, when all you have is a dagger, everything looks like a bag. Absolutely. <laughs> right, so this final bit of innovation is interesting. So I don't know if you recall these, these classic 1980s D&D characters. This is back when D&D in the 80s had a toy line and they had the cartoon. And stuff. They had a toy line of the cartoon? Uh, they had a toy line and yeah. the cartoon. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also there was some crossover between the two. Mm-hmm. And also... So these characters are called Warduke, Strongheart and Kellek. I don't know if I if you recall these guys. I vaguely do. Vague, yeah, it's vague bells. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they kind of started in uh, an adventure like in, in the 80s called Quest for the Heartstone. Okay. Uh, and they have appeared multiple times throughout the decade since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the latest appearance was uh, Dungeon Magazine in the 2000s. Uh, so uh, these these characters appeared as characters in the D&D cartoon. They appeared as toys. So Warduke is an evil fighter. Uh, Strongheart is his paladin friend, who later becomes his enemy. And Kelek is an evil wizard. Oh, goodness. Yes. Right. So these oh, are right. Warduke yeah. chap looks yeah. familiar. Yeah, I was going to say, Warduke's got... I swear I've seen that before. I'm For sure, sure. Yeah. Are we thinking of Baldur's Gate helmets, though? Maybe, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. I mean, like that's that's the big bat wing. Yeah, he has, he has appeared in various yeah. things over the years. I mean, uh, there was uh, a supplement called the Shady Dragon Inn sometime in the 80s. It was, like, pink, and it was just... It had just, like, a few... Like, a hundred NPCs in it that you mm-hmm. could just pull out and use in your game. It was really, really useful supplement, actually. I've got it upstairs. Ooh. And they were in there... Along with, you know, 90 odd other, um, NPCs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, these, these characters have popped up time and time again over the years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to say about them, really. I mean, they are in the book, apparently, in some, in oh. some manner. I mean, don't know how or why. Mm-hmm. Okay. Warduke shows up where you least expect him, eh? Right. Yep. So, yeah, they are. That is a thing that is happening. That is a thing that is happening, yeah. yeah. Well, they're going to preview all of this over the weekend, so there's going to be so much information about this coming out over the weekend. So next week's show, we'll be probably diving into that in quite a bit of detail. So we have bigger bigger D&D news than that. We've got bigger news than this. Bigger than rabbit folk. (laughs) Have you both seen the leak of the mysterious October hardcover book? No. Heard whisperings, but I haven't seen the video. Fizzbands Treasury of Dragons. Oh, get in. So it's basically what? More than a touch of Kryn and, uh, oh, what's his name? James something? Well, we assume it's by James Wyatt. We don't know for right. sure. Yes. Um, we'll, we'll find out. But this it's, weekend. A, it's a bumper book of dragons. Yeah. So yeah. it introduces gem dragons. So it's got a whole yes. bunch of dragon themed player options, a lot of which you've seen in. Unearthed Arcana recently, so more Dragonborn, yeah, yeah. Kobolds, um, Backlands. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Archetypes Have they got any spirit dragons? Um, I Right, well, here's, here's the full text. So, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. So, uh, 
So, meet Fizban, doddering archmage, unlikely war hero, divine avatar of a dragon god, spoilers, and your guide to the mysteries of dragonkind. Yeah. That's in the official description, but if you haven't read the Dragonlance okay. Chronicles... He's now had him spoiled. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Russ. Wasn't me who spoiled it. Wizards of the Coast spoiled it. It was not me. Oh. What is the hey. difference between a red dragon and a gold dragon? Mm, about 2,000 degrees centigrade. Yeah. Uh, what is dragon sight? Uh, dragon sight... I feel like we started the game earlier. <laughs> I've been reading out the text. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Give me a second. I'm just going to go over to the, the bookcase and get out <laughs> 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 reference material. <laughs> I'll just read out the text. So, how does a dragon's yeah. magic impact the world around them? This comprehensive guide provides dungeon masters with a rich horde of tools. Did you see what they did there? A rich horde uh, of tools. Yeah. Oh, because dragons like hordes. Yeah. yeah. Right, and information right. for designing dragon-themed encounters, adventures, and campaigns. Dragon slayers and dragon scholars alike will also appreciate its insight into harnessing the power of dragon magic and options for players to create unique, memorable, draconic characters. So it's Draconicon for this edition, basically. Draconicon? Draconomicon. Draconomicon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, dragons. Yeah. introduces gem dragons to 5th edition. Mm. Provides dungeon masters with tools to craft adventures inspired by dragons, including dragon lair maps, and detailed information about 20 different types of dragons. Uh, player options with the dragon-themed subclasses for monks and rangers. U- unique oh. draconic ancestries for dragonborn. Additional uh, spell options. There does appear to be a fiend developing here. And a feat. A feat. <laughs> a feat, just the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, they wouldn't want to go spawning this one. Oh, I mean, it's over there. Yeah. It's <laughs> Uh, a complete dragon bestiary, a variety of dragons and dragon-related creatures, including aspects of the dragon gods, dragon minions, and more. Do we have a dragon lance, though? I don't know. That's what we want to know. Um, okay. It doesn't say, but it says it reveals the story of the first world, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. It's America, isn't it? Well, it's generally <laughs> taken to be the um, capitalist society, as opposed to the communist society, so the first world. which was the second world. Yeah. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it means something else in this context. And the that, role okay. the dragon gods and Bahamut and Tiamat played in its creation and destruction. Fair enough. So that's all it says. So I don't know if it has dragon answers. I don't know if it has. We don't know. Lot, but we know it's got a lot of dragons. Ooh, yeah. Draconians. Might have they would be amazing. Like some of them turn stone, trap your weapons, others explode in acid. See, that's pretty strange. If, I, if it was a little bit to me, and I can't say for sure, if it was a little bit to me, though it's got Fizban's name on the cover. It doesn't feel very Dragonlance-y to me when I read that description. You're saying Fizban's just doing it for the paycheck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sold out! <laughs> uh, I don't put his name on anything. Fizban burgers, you know. I, mean, but, no, I, don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're saying this is Fizban's snakes on a plane. Is that, is that what we're getting <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, wait, so I wonder if you know that... Drinks on a plane! <laughs> 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 oh, they're just missing uh, out! Dearie me. Dearie me. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's... Have you finished? Uh, well, I forgot the name of the book. It's now called Drakes on a Plane in my head. It's now just Drakes on a Plane. But like plane, like the astral plane. I definitely, yeah, yeah. I definitely prefer Drakes on a Plane. Yeah. But yeah, P-L-A-N-E. It works. Yeah. yeah. Fine. 
Glasgow. P L A I N, even. Oh, whatever. You know what I'm talking um, about. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the ways. I mean, there's no way it doesn't work because then you just have more dragons, which yeah. Yeah. is the point yeah. of the book. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 it's got, it's got Fishband's name on the front cover, but it's got yes. uh, Bahama and Tiamat on the back cover. Right. So I, I wouldn't necessarily have thought they would play second fiddle to Fizban, but maybe that's just me. Well, yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to settle that old discussion of whether or not they're the same thing. Paladine and Tarkesis are um, Bahama and Tiamat, or they're just inspired by them. Ah, right with people you. Yeah. argue yeah, with that, that about that a lot, don't they? Oh, God, really? Well, they I used see to. That. Back, oh, back yeah. in the 80s, yeah. not yeah, yeah, so much now. Yeah, yeah. Back when the Dragonlance oh. books were coming out. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, I can see the similarities. Uh, one well, is a exactly five, the same. Yeah. One is a five-headed dragon god, and the other is Tiamat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the other is Tiamat, the god of dragons, and yeah. he's a five-headed dragon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's so yeah. Yeah. They're, They're so different. Is, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Chalk and cheese. Yeah. Chalk so cheese. you know, I wonder if it's going to reveal whether or not officially they are the same characters, or whether. They're very, very similar characters. Yeah, there'll be so many complaints, though. Can you imagine? Oh, they're, they're, tr- they're definitely going to keep it ambiguous. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, well, it could be whatever you decide it wants to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we have to keep this information secret because it hasn't been officially released yet. So don't tell okay. anybody. Oh, whatever sorry. you do, don't put it on a podcast and release it to the world where thousands of people will listen to it. Whatever you do. Um, have you seen... I should show you the cover of the book then, shouldn't I? If you haven't, you haven't actually seen it. That uh, does sound nice. Yeah. Let me yeah. uh, give you a quick look. Here we go. Stick that in the links there. There you go. Ooh. So what oh, we have okay. there is two oh, dragons nice. engaged. What well, it looks like they're engaged in some kind of fight over the top of a mountain range. Uh, so one is a classic red dragon. Mm-hmm. Never is. What's that? Gem dragon? Well, it's got two tails. So. Oh, okay. Yes, I hadn't noticed yeah. two tails. I was looking more at the spine ridge, which appears to be yeah. floating gems. That's some kind of gem dragon. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Looks jolly. Yeah. Well, we shall look forward to finding out more about it. Yeah, well, we'll find out what about it this weekend, and we'll report more on it next week. Yeah. Yeah. In lots of detail. Okay? I think we're done with the news. Oh! Av- the yes. Avatar Legends role-playing game. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's coming from Magpie Games. Yep, yep. And this is based on Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. Two yeah. things that I'm very, very familiar with, and I'm not just reading this off the page, and I know exactly what those things are. I, I'm told I can't call you a cultural philistine. It's <laughs> too rude, apparently. But anyway. Anyway, you can grab the quick start for this game now. Yes. Okay. So, so you sign up to their mailing list, yep. which is also the list which will remind you when the game goes live on Quickstarter on August Ooh. the 3rd. Yes. And you will get the quick start. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for the game in your in your mailing in your email box, it's fifty five page PDF, basic rules, powered by the apocalypse system, and it's got yeah. character creation, general game rules, and an adventure called the Forbidden Scroll. There we go. Hmm. So you can look for some fantastic playbooks for the various vendors. Hmm. Yeah, very jolly. There we go. Yes, yeah. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Hmm. So what is an airbender? Ben's air. That's correct. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Like and your well, well, bend means to magically manipulate. So an earthbender will like hoik up big boulders and chuck them at you, or be able to tell where you're standing due to your vibrations that you're making. And firebenders create and chuck fire at you, whereas waterbenders don't create water. Well, they can maybe pull it out of the air sometimes. 
sometimes, depending. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but it's like, it's like even worse than Magneto, because Magneto at least had to have some ball bearings smuggling on Trim, whereas it's canonical that you try and trap a waterbender, they work up a sweat, suddenly they have, like, slashing blades of water. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. no, no. Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for that. You should. Yeah. I have, I'm sure I will not watch that ever at any time, that cartoon. You're, you're lost entirely. <laughs> it's time to play our favourite game. It's time to play the game. Our favourite game in all the world. Guess the Kickstarter from just the name. I think it is now time to play our favourite game in all the world. The game <sighs> where I read up the name of a Kickstarter and you try and guess what it is from just the name. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, James, you were telling us earlier about how how much you were looking forward to this. It's, it's uh, yeah, it, it, it's scarifying because you sit there oh. and you listen and you listen to other people do it and you're like, <laughs> and then when you're doing it, like, oh. But I'm you did receive the training people. package and you did go through the entire training yeah. program. Six months oh, training. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm limbered up. I'm ready. You know, well. I've been. Back in all sorts of things, I'm still going to suck, but let's do it. And you're wearing wearing the special headband, of course, I see. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm going to need it for this (laughs) (laughs) Who would like to go first? Well, I mean, you can go first if you like, Uh, although going first does traditionally have not such a great record. Do you know what? I'll go, I'll go first. I'll buy the book. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, why not? That is brave. Why not? That is brave. Choice. Bold choice. Bold choice. Let me, let me tell you something before you go first, and then you can yes. change your mind. Okay, the first cool. one is one of those one word ones, which are traditionally oh, a lot harder. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, yeah. My, my, my writer side is going to come through and you're going to get some very flowery descriptions oh. of what these are. But, oh, uh, perfect. But yeah. How could this possibly yeah, go? go for it. Okay. <laughs> are you ready? Go for it. What is incantations? Oh, see, now my brain is going, okay, well, this is going to be some kind of 5e um, extra uh, new ways of casting spells or something like that, like a 5e hack. But I would love to think that it is some kind of um, dictionary of ways of swearing at things without actually swearing. So if you're in the middle of a venture and something goes bad, you can come up with an incantation, which will actually do damage to something. That's half my designer brain going on. I'd, I'd, I'd like to think of it as a compendium of those um, and something of that ilk. It's probably miles away from that. <laughs> I, I'm going I also going would love it to be that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> However, However. <laughs> your first guess, the guess which you talked yourself out of, uh. it is in fact a new 5e spellcasting system that adds non-combat spells in a new ritual-like system. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah that sounds fun. Yeah. Um, it's funded. So for 500% funded, it's got two weeks to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, $35 will get you the print PDF and print version. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. In that case, Peter, it's your turn. Okay. Okay. What is fat magic? Mm, Could you spell the first word for me? Fat. F A T. Fat magic. Okay. Okay. Well, it's worth asking about these things because I wasn't entirely sure if you were saying fat magic. Which would be something entirely different. It would be very different to fat magic. Accountancy simulator. Yeah. 
Would be eighty. That magic. <laughs> that would not be fun. <laughs> I, think, I think we need a new rule that guests aren't allowed to talk during this. Oh my god! Sorry, sorry. Yours, yours. I'm just joking. That, 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 that was a terrible joke, even by my standards. I am impressed. That's that's. <laughs> That's right. Fat magic. Um, I think fat magic is a, in a bizarre twist of fate, a novel spellcasting system. But what kind of spellcasting system is it? Fat magic. Um, it feels like it should be a lipomancy is where I'd like to go with that, but that's probably not going to be it. We're divining the future by reading um, pools of oil and fat. Um, or perhaps like a fat bender, you can like use fats and oils and make them do your work. Uh, that, that would be pretty exciting as fat magic. Um, but I suspect it is a... It is a revised and updated, probably for 5th edition, magic system where they have um, tried to add breadth and depth to the existing spell system. So it feels like it's an entire book full of spells um, where they've like basically gone through each and every one and added in loads of spells and added in upcasting and increased casting and extra cantrips and rituals, uh, and all sorts of things. So, yeah. How about that? It is something much more interesting than that. Oh, thank God. This is... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's a cool name, but I'm like, I have no idea what this thing is. <laughs> so, I would give you one point for guessing it's 5e. Woo! basically the only thing. Though. So, yes! this is a 5e campaign setting nice. based around food. Okay. Uh, a 5e campaign setting set in a world saturated by delicious and dangerous food magic, packed with more than mm. 250 pages of terrible food puns, off-the-wall culinary mm. adventure, and more kissable nice. hotties than you can shake a carbonated beverage at. They were doing quite well until they got to the last bit. I was going to say, like, yeah, yeah it, was, mm. it was going well and then it did that. Yeah, yeah. But, so, you know. Um, I, I, it, could, it could be awesome. Uh, tell us more. Uh, we got we have subclasses like the Pact of the Celebrity Chef Warlock, the Way of the Fermented Grain Monk. Uh, <laughs> you get a buffet of culinary spells for every spellcaster. I see. I mean, it's okay. all, it's all food. I don't know what to say. It's all food. It's, it's, it's an entire it's campaign food, setting yeah. where everything is food. It seemed. I, I see. Mean... I should have gone second because I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, well, well, if you know it, you can't. I mean, I mean, like, I mean it's like got headings like sword and sorcery, and you know how sorcery is spelled. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Oh, no, get out. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's a good second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. Right. You don't look impressed, Peter. Uh, I, really, I think it's really fun. It could be really fun. I, I what what does what does the cover art look like? That that's going to tell me. Uh, kind a of cartoony, about... comic booky, cartoony. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. But, so if that's if that's the vibe, you'll get. It's not really a vibe I tend to reach for for my games. Yeah. So um, the, uh, but it's good if you like that. There's sort of a thing. fat so... magic quick start guide you can download mm-hmm. for free, which looks just at first glance a bit like a fast food menu. 
from like oh, Wendy's nice. or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Let's not forget that Wendy's did have their own RPG. They did so, have their own yeah. RPG, yeah. yeah. You, you could maybe work together to use Wendy's RPG. I wonder if anyone ever magic. actually played that Wendy's RPG. Oh, some of them undoubtedly did. Yeah. I'm sure some people tried it out. Yeah. So, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So, it was a game. So anyway, not Peter. to be disparaging, but yeah, I guess. No, no. One point for you. So you are currently winning 1-0. Yeah. 1-0. I love my game. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, so, yeah, will I be England? Will I be Spain? Who's James, saying? what is <laughs> Cursed Captains of Cthulhu? No, you can't have that. One. <laughs> get, <laughs> get out! <laughs> that might be a little yeah. bit unfair. Okay, what is the Drowned War? Ooh, it's evocative, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Oh. See, that could go, oh, that's, that's difficult because I can, in my head, that's going three different ways. That could be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a existing historical war that what if, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but that plus water. Um, <laughs> sorry. War. Yeah. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna go with a, I'm gonna go with another campaign setting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say not for 5e this time, which is again, mm-hmm. probably not it's a great brave. shout, but. I know, it's, it's great, as, as ever with me. It's brave, ultimately pointless and foolish, but brave. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go for a, uh, a campaign setting, um, or possibly for, I mean, I'd like to say, uh, maybe for it's probably Power by or something like that. Um, in which, uh, there's an un- underwater setting, so there's, um, a bit like Aquaman, that kind of thing. Not that kind of tone, but like two armies facing off. Um, you know, crustaceans versus sharks or something of that ilk, and you play one side or the other. That's what that's what I'm going okay. to do. Make it, give it, give it a guess at the system. Just pick one. Oh, do I chicken out? <laughs> do I chicken out? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to chicken out. I need the points. I'm going to say five. Oh. I'm going to say five. Oh, oh. oh, I should have gone. Oh. God, God. Is, it's it's actually great. Savage Worlds, this one. Savage Worlds. Oh, oh yeah. But other than that, so it's a dystopian flooded world underwater setting no. uh, with biopunk, cyberpunk, and horror themes. Um, it has uh, superheroes, walking coral colonies, and fox people. So if you want to play and cybernetics, so if you want to play Savage Worlds Underwater, Ooh. you can play this. Right. Uh, I thought they had like Six Fathoms Under or something. That was their existing setting. So maybe, but this does sound like a lot more modern update. I think that other one was a pirate one. Uh, I don't know. This is, this is, um, this is the similar. So this is actually a sort of setting. It's a, it's a game. Yeah. But, um, other than that, yeah. It's yeah. That's interesting. By Dustin Ooh. Allen Smith, and this has not yet funded, but it's got nearly three weeks to go. Yes. It's done $2,679 of its 5000 so it's about halfway there. So it looks Ooh. like it's going to squeak in there. Yeah, is, it, uh, is it just a PDF or is it a um, Scroll down. We have $25 for the PDF. That's, yeah, it's quite a lot for a PDF, actually. Um, forty dollars for a voucher to print on demand, mm-hmm. like cost, or a hundred dollars, and they'll put a character in the setting for you. Oh, nice! Yeah, nice. yeah, it's quite yeah, it's quite expensive. Twenty five dollars for the PDF mm-hmm. and forty dollars, and it's just a voucher to buy it at print cost. Yeah. So but, a little bit, but then you know, being on the other side, I don't know how much these things cost. Yeah, so I can yeah. see why they're 
It's better than doing the other, which is to go, you know, it's $5 for a PDF and, you know, $10 for a book, and actually it's costing you vast amounts more than that, and you sort of undercut everybody. Yeah. Um, I think if you tried to run a Kickstarter like that, though, that would go horribly wrong very quickly. Yeah, that'd be very yeah. hard to, yeah. to make, make work in the end, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I will give you. So, 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 so what, what we're taking away from that is like they've tried to price it to fit the market because uh, they're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to who, Peter? As opposed to. Well, I don't know. Who not not of professionals of any. Yeah. yeah. Could yeah. Be anyone. Pe- people who are surprised by the existence of fees on Kickstarter, that sort of person. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, but, but we don't know anyone. Any reputable. Taxes, yeah. We, yeah, Kickstarter fees and taxes, but we don't know any reputable games about new actors that would be surprised by such a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, James, I'll give you five points out of ten for that. So, that puts you right. five uh, to Peter's uh, one. And that means, uh-huh. Peter, there's four points in it. It's all to play. Fantastic. I've got a choice of two here. Which one do I want to go with? I think we'll go with. Okay. Highcaster. Okay. One word. Mm. Oh, Highcaster. Hmm. So I guess this feels quite fancy magic because we've got the words caster. I'm hoping for maybe mountains or maybe some sort of magical flying world. That sounds fun. Um, I am hoping that this has a, I'm hoping that this is like a setting. Um, and it's, Probably going to be uh, a D and D related setting, uh, maybe with some sort of adventure for like tier one or something like that. Um, and you play, I guess, air mages as a strong. Like, I'm I'm hoping for sort of like you know skyship related theme, so almost like you're uh, going from island in the sky to island in the sky with like a vast whirling maelstrom underneath you into which you may fall if you're unlucky. And you can cast your foes in, because it's funny. Um, and Featherfall is, like, an almost entirely pointless spell. Um, yeah, something like that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, like, uh, air pirates, but with D&D sort of flavouring. How about that? It is not. Unfortunately, oh, it is not. So this Fair is enough. from an author called Christopher Gray, who wrote okay. Temples and Tombs, The Great American Witch, The Great American Novel, A Role-Playing Game, and The Happiest Apocalypse on Earth. And this is his take nice. on fantasy RPGs. Right. So let me call up the page. So it's a narrative-driven epic fantasy yes. RPG. Okay. Um, the cover, hmm. I love the cover. I'm going to... Oh, that is nice. Yeah, that's that's boxer, isn't it? That's cool. I gladly would like this one. It's got a very strong design theme. You've got what, a uh, Labrice, a double-headed axe, center stage with... Uh, like an angel and a devil sort of, flying on either side of it of some kind. Yeah, fine. yeah. And vines seem to it, and a unicorn rider, and some sort of a uh, dragon person. Yeah. Uh, what is going on at the back? Some sort of magical maelstrom, perhaps. Hmm. Um, who can say? Yeah. But so yeah. this is according to the description. So this is this time of darkness. All the stars have disappeared, and yep. worlds and civilization has collapsed into tiny pockets of society, separated hmm. by wilderness. So yeah. it's quite a it's quite a dark setting. Yeah, yeah. it's a post post apocalyptic high fantasy. Yeah, yeah. It's its yeah. own system. Um, yeah, uh, uses D twenty as its core mm-hmm. mechanic, mm-hmm. but but it's its own system. And yeah, yeah. 
Is it, is it just a, a, a new take on um, fantasy RPGs? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, I am intrigued. I can't remember what you guessed, though, Peter. Did you get any of that? You were talking yeah. about airships and things, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I can't give you any points there, I'm afraid. Which means, no. James, you are the winner of our favourite game in oh. all the world. Oh, well played. Well played. I was, I was, I was worried. Well, I mean, well played all around. <laughs> well put it on. What I love about these is listening to them and coming up with, you know, what people come up with. Yeah, they often come up with ideas you, that you, you know, just think someone ideas. should make that game. <laughs> somebody should make that because yeah. that sounds really good. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I must say, if anyone likes the ideas that I come up with and wants to use them, then yeah, go ahead. Like, <laughs> ideas are very ideas are very cheap. <laughs> yeah. Ideas are easy. Yeah. Making games. If you, want to, them, if you want to do the actual work, that's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know, check me a credit or something like has having a vaguely idea or something. Yeah. If you must. I'm not that fast. Okay. It's right. really interesting because the one you've mentioned is mm-hmm. actually there's one at the moment. Um, it's a, a small little thing, I think, for a first time person. I don't honestly oh, yeah, okay. um, uh, Called Cloudsea, which is that Ooh. basically. It's 1920s ah. airships going everywhere. It's 5 e and it's. Uh, oh, I um, do like a good airship. Yes, it's yeah. all sort of 20s. It's, it's a little bit sort of uh, Bioshock. Mm-hmm. in some ways but yeah it looks, okay. quite, it looks quite fun mm-hmm. um, as in like the political philosophy or the look and bit, feel bit of everything bit of everything it's a bit okay. of um, you know, yeah. I've, I've, uh, I'm not looking to it's on my list yeah. it's, on my, it's on my end of the month paid list of oh, yeah, I, might, <laughs> I might get that you know what I mean it's, it's that oh yeah marvellous marvellous I'm bored I think we need to raid another dungeon, Gerald. I know, but it's so hard to find quality dungeons these days. At least ones which aren't crowded with adventurers. Oh, I have an idea. Let me have a look on Trap Advisor. I'm sure we can find something suitable. Oh, good idea, Colin. There's nothing more reliable than crowdsourced reviews, I say. Too true, Gerald. Too true. Okay, let's have a look. Oh, how about the Oblique Pyramid of Horrific Dismemberment? Big Barbarian 12 here says the parking is awful. Five gold per day if you find a space. Five gold? That's daylight robbery. Well, that's right out then. Hmm. Oh, there's the Obsidian Obelisk of Mild Terror. Hmm. It was raining and my shoes got wet. One star, according to Jernick the Magnificent. Oh my, we can't have that. Okay, what do they say about the dire tomb of the Rat Lords? Let's see, let's see. Ah, right, yeah. Uh, Fighter49 says it smells of rats. Uh, that's supposed to be expected. Uh, the prismatic dungeon of the careless overlord must have a good rating, surely. Too many colours. Uh, the oubliette of death. Uh, inadequate bathroom facilities. Uh, oh. The Frost Giant's Cloud Castle. Uh, Bob99 here says he doesn't like heights. One star again. What about the Lair of the Serpent Queen? Uh, Let's have a look. Yeah, Bard underscore Waterdeep 2 complains it's inconveniently outside the city. Uh, What about the Volcano Lair of Verminifraxus, the Fireworm of Anti-Galagon? Scalibro here says none of the signs were in common. Oh, this really isn't going very well, is it? I know. You would think it would be easy to find a good quality dungeon these days. Uh, how about something a bit more traditional? What about the Forest of Doom? Too many trees. The Desert of Infinite Sand? Uh, not enough trees. Uh, 
Oh, have a look for the Slime King's Chamber of Rot. Slime King's Chamber of Rot. Ah, yes, it says here, uh, the place clearly hasn't been cleaned since the Great Goblin War of Little Middlington. Oh, what about the Arch Necromancer's Tower? Sorely lacking in zebras. There's got to be some lair or castle or haunted house somewhere that hasn't been rated one star by some whining adventurer who expects everything handed to them on a plate. Yeah, castles, that's a good idea. They're always good for a quick draw. Let's see. Uh, oh yeah, Castle Doomguard. A great day out. Excellent. One star. Oh. Shall we just give up and see if old Bob has any more rats in his cellar? Yeah, let's. And be sure to leave a trap advisor review. Hey, so Peter, I was uh, I was walking down the road the other day and uh, I saw this bunch of really cool, good-looking people. Cool, good-looking. That could only be our patrons. Yep. Man, I have never seen such a well-informed, debonair bunch in all my life. Yeah, right. You know, why is that? I don't know. You tell me. Well, if I was forced to speculate, I guess it's because they listen to our top-secret, super-exclusive bonus episode every week. Bonus episode? What? Yeah. Each week, our patrons get an extra half hour or even more of extra content that nobody else gets to hear. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Where can they find this? Oh, it's pretty simple. You just head over to patreon.com slash morris and pledge a monthly donation. Anything from a dollar to whatever you think we're worth. Huh, I did a, uh, a scientific calculation once just to see how much we're worth. Oh, yeah. How much? Uh, you probably don't want to know. Probably for the best. Anyway, if you, if you enjoy our podcast, please head on over to patreon.com slash morris and, you know, just pledge a little. That's patreon.com slash morris. And thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this without you. I reckon we could. Shh. Right. Curse Captain Zuckthulu. Yes. Yes, indeed. A fantastic title. It is a fantastic um, title. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we ha- we went through two others, um, which uh, Sam and uh, Susie are amazing um, media marketing. Oh, well, you have to tell us those not two. Thank me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, originally, um, so obviously we were for uh, I and Sam both were for media mm. Yes. And uh, we were thinking about it, and what what originally came to mind straight away was literally Arg Cthulhu, which next to Medivhus is Actor mm. Cthulhu. It's a, a little bit close to the bone, and we didn't want to do like Chris is a good bloke. All the guys are ridiculous. Yeah, I, I mean, you have to put wanna, it you know. at the other end to be properly because it'd be yar, Cthulhu. yar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been yar. <laughs> that was basically some combination. We were playing yeah. with the mm-hmm. wide mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, not yeah, and but, then I have a, a a colleague who every time I talk to him about it says, "Well, it's great, but you keep getting a name on them picks." And I say, "Okay, cool." And he says, "No, it should be Cthulhu Ahoy," and have like Captain Pugwash on the front. <laughs> and he insists every time it should be Cthulhu Ahoy, and then he hums Captain Pogosh to me whenever we're on the call, basically. Were you at any point tempted so, yeah. to do this? Um, no. For no. about 0.3 yeah. milliseconds. Uh, yeah. Apart from that, we thought, nah, that's a really fit with what we're trying to go for. I think it's fair to say that most people like pirates, and most people like Cthulhu's. And when you have pirates yeah. and you have Cthulhu's, and you mash them together into one sort of swashbuckly golden age of piracy setting. Yes. It's an easy, yeah, it's an easy sell, that one, I think. I'm, it's uh, just, it's just fun, yeah, right? That's, yeah. that's kind of what we went yeah. for. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Pirates, but more squamous. So this is yeah. just a setting. It's a, it's a role-playing game of its own. Isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yes, Can you t- give exactly. us a little bit about uh, about the setting and the game itself? 
Yeah, sure. Well, I'll start with the game itself and then talk about the setting, because the setting's a bit more complex. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's worth going into a little bit, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. So the the game itself is uh, pulp um, swashbuckly fun. Mm-hmm. We've been planning it for about two years to the point where there's actually Easter eggs in the spy game, um, our oh, previous right. game. Oh, right. For yeah. this, yeah. Um, there's there's two or three Easter eggs specifically for Curse Captains of Cthulhu in that game. So yeah, we've been planning it for a while. Uh, we looked at the various different games. We wanted something that was very easy for people to get into, so that they could just like pick up and play really quickly straight away. Um, we did think about all the options, you know, we thought about a uh, Call of Cthulhu style thing, either uh, via license or, or um, uh, sort of like a Call of Cthulhu hack. Uh, we thought about a kind of fate idea, we sort of, um, we thought about 5e. Um, but no one really captured what we wanted to do, which is dice people have, games people have played, very easy to get into. So what it is, is it's a 46 system. Mm-hmm. Very simple. GM gives you a target number. You've got your bonuses from whatever stats and skills and things like that you have. Those are your bonuses. There's your target number. You know what you need to roll. That is a slight difference because most people, most of the time, you roll and then add your bonuses. And the reason we've done it that way around mm-hmm. is it gives people more of a sense of um, trying your luck and a sense of uh, almost gambling with it. Not actual gambling. I'll make that very clear. No. <laughs> For any HMN, but pushing, HMN pushing your luck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, literally, because you do have more of a sort of pirate lives dice kind of thing, because you do have rerolls um, you can apply if you want to. So, um, two off that and three off it. Do I reroll this dice or not? So, it's a little, a little bit of choice, a little bit of option in there. But we've had it. We've done a uh, couple of playtests now, um, and well, quite a few now. And we've uh, had a couple of one shots. One of which we put up on uh, Twitch and is on the Kickstarter. If people are interested in having a look, um, and the feedback was really positive. Though everybody on there was like. This is the easiest to pick up. Now, of course, I'm biased, but this is the easiest to pick up game. It's the, nice. you're there. It's all written on the sheet. Very simple, right in your face. Mm-hmm. This does this. Away we go. So. Yeah. Um, so I, I do, I do like, like your little um, ship steering wheel that you've got with the various uh, sectors being the uh, abilities and so forth. That's, you know, we put, one of the things that we're very keen on, we put a lot of design time into the back end to make mm. it seem simple. It's a very sort of swan, nice and gliding on surface and like tons of work. <laughs> um, because the other thing as well with that ship's wheel mm. is as you go around it, your <laughs> those also clue into the factions of the setting and they also clue into mm. what you're good at and what you're not. So for example, anything sort of at the top is more mundane. So it's, it's fighting, it's shooting, it's health, it's all that kind of stuff. Anything towards the bottom is more... Uh, Eldritch, it's your, your studies and your, your scholarly ability, but it's also your ability with casting spells and things like that. Yeah, running the gamut from... Um, so it's all thought out. Yeah, going from abjur to accuracy. Exactly. Uh, really yeah. just capture that sort of idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And that's, that's, the, that's what we try to build in. So it's, it's really nice that people, as you said, like yourself, have said they uh, quite like it. So yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty, pretty pleased with it. The setting itself, and the setting was an interesting one as well, mm. because... Obviously, if you're going to do pure historical, mm-hmm. you run into some understandable problems if you don't address stuff. And the, the, the big and main option here is obviously slavery is the raison d'etre for the Caribbean at the time. It was, it is, you know, things. Um, and I mean, as I said, you know, we've been planning this for two years and for about a year and a half, um, I've basically been immersing myself in 
you know, as I say, half of that bookshelf is, which is great podcasting because I've just pointed at something. Yeah, um, yeah. But <laughs> half, half of the bookshelf behind me uh, is books on the Caribbean, books mm. on the, the slave tribal, books on racism, books on piracy, books on food. So the sort of three main avenues would be the best here. And uh, talking amongst the, the team and the company itself, and then uh, talking with outside consultants and talking with the sensitivity um, yeah, uh, checklist. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We looked at it and went, right, either what we have to do is go head on into this and do a sort of hold them unbound and just smash into it and confront that head on, or we elevate things to be more fantastical um, mm. with a, uh, a historical setting in an ex- to an extent, in as much as there's some names you'll know and, some, and the Caribbean in terms of shape is the, is the Caribbean. But actually, the setting itself is quite different from a historical yeah, um, so it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fictional setting sort yes. of inspired yeah. by the real world. Ex- than, exactly. Yeah. To be honest, that is what we ended up going with them because it was a lot of to and froing, a lot of thought as to what uh, what was fair to the setting, what meant that it, we didn't want to whitewash anything or cover anything up, but we also didn't want to do it disservice. There was, we spent a lot of time going back to the forza. Mm. Um, and in the end, as we've, we've actually got a little bit in the quick start, um, mm. uh, which talks about what we did and why we did it. Mm. Um, we didn't want to create a setting where you could buy or sell anybody. Yeah. In all honesty. Yeah. Um, and we didn't, you know, it all leads on to that. So if you're a person of color playing at the table, or if you're mm-hmm. playing as a person of color, whether you are a person of color or not yourself, if that's what your character would choose to do, if you're in a historical setting, yeah. you've kind of got one background mm. in that situation. You can't, If it's purely historical, you can't have anything else, and that brings up a whole load of uh, questions, which are worthy questions and deserve to be answered and deserve to be looked into. Mm. But it also pigeonholes you into that and whether you want that or not, and mm. there's a whole load of questions about it. So given that we weren't mm. doing, you know, we didn't want any um, ableism, we didn't want any yeah. sexism, we didn't want all these things, we also thought, well, yeah. if we're not doing all of that, it also seems a bit disingenuous to go, okay, we're not doing that, we're taking this bit but not that bit, and we're taking this bit but not that bit. Mm. So that's where the setting... And I look, that's a quite a verbose and long way around yeah, saying it, but yeah, I think yeah. it works. It's, it's, it's an, worth it's an mentioning. element also, yeah. though, because you say you're sort of like considering diving into it mm. head on mm. and confronting it. Like yeah. sort of an element where you thought maybe, you know, maybe if someone did do that, but we're probably not the right people to be writing that. Mm. That's mm. 100% it as well. Like 100% it, you know, for yeah. all the research and for all the, um, the expertise that we have in our writing team and for all the experience that we have, because we've, we, you know, as part of our company values, part of our company charter to try and mm. be as wide and broad and uh, diverse as we possibly can in every way we can. Um, you know, I am a very, very white middle class guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and my lived experience is very different from what other people would have had. And I'm, I'm probably not the right person to be writing that, you know, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a certain, you've got to take a hard look at yourself and go, well, that, that would be interesting. Um, but if we were going to do that, I mean, because one of the other things we discussed uh, was actually going, okay, well, we're going to do that. But what we're going to do is we're going to do an entire supplement. And in that entire supplement, we are going to uh, specifically choose writers and um, uh, designers and everyone. And we're going to start right from the start with full-on um, sensitivity, which we are doing anyway for the book, but also mm. almost have a round table of how we're going to do this week in, week out really build it and build something along the lines of Harlem Unbound, mm. which, you know, I mentioned before, mm. I think is an, an incredible um, something which deals with that head-on and yeah. is very good at that. Yeah. 
the, the, gold, the gold standard in how to approach racism sensitively and intelligently uh, in your roleplay. Uh, yeah. That's in fact what you wrote. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah, well, that's what you wrote. Yeah, no, but, but I mean, yeah. it's been to be honest, it's been a while since I read that. But yeah, no, I I really do think it's mm. it's uh, it's very good. And even if you're not into Call of Cthulhu or you're not into looking at Harlem as a, a setting, you're not interested in one. It's worth picking up and, mm. and getting. Yeah, um, I meant to be picking up Curse Captains rather than Harlem now, but it's uh, it's definitely yeah. worth picking up. Well, absolutely. So it's sort yeah. of a, um, an attempt to go for a really uh, fantastical world where systemic. Uh, discrimination has been removed, and you can concentrate yeah. on things like bigger fish to fry, like world-ending threats of cosmic elder gods, etc. Yeah, you know, we, we wanted to make something where you could have fun and punch Cthulhu in the face. Yeah. Um, to be to be uh, to be honest, yeah. and that everybody mm-hmm. can have fun in a way that they want and punch Cthulhu. So let's yeah. let's talk about, let's talk about some of this fun stuff then. What's yeah. Yeah. The, what yeah. sort of uh, so do you you play pirates in the game? Yeah. Who, 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 who do yes. you play? So uh, you can play as uh, you play as a member of the crew. Mm-hmm. And you are pirates. Um, you're usually pirates from Natal or from the Caribbean. You can be from anywhere. It's entirely up to you. Um, but you're based in Natal. Uh, and, uh, what happens is there are elements who are desperately trying to dredge things up from the depths mm-hmm. to awaken things to, um, you know, for their own insidious purposes. Um, there are cults which are associated with uh, some European powers, but there's no element of colonialism. So again, um, for example, the, uh, you know, South America, Central America, and North America is still very much owned, as it were, and, uh, lived in by Aztecs, by Mayans, etc. We don't delve into that too much in this yeah. specific book. Um, but that's, that's the element. Uh, and that's how it's more about, and the parts are more about a, a sense of freedom for all, freedom on the waves, freedom to do, you know, what you like, and a lot of the the piracy happens for merchants and things trying to ship stuff in and out of the, the Caribbean. Yeah, so we've yeah. still got the strong sense of piracy. You can still be a pirate, and that's the main point. Mm-hmm. The character classes we just actually we um, literally today uh, unlocked the um, more classes, which is great. Mm-hmm. It was a stretch goal. It was our first stretch goal we hit, Ooh, which nice. I'm really pleased about. Um, and each one of those is sort of. Uh, associated with a compass point or parts of the wheel in the same way um, as you were talking about these are the uh, you know you have one who is very much more scholarly one who's very mm. much more agile one who's very mm. much more accuracy etc yeah uh, so you can play as any of those sort of we've got them as starting professions mm-hmm. they give you uh, bonuses to your stats and they mm-hmm. give you starting skills and a set of equipment and they may also give you some reputation with some or other of the factions in the area and then you build your pirate from there. You build whatever you'd like. If you want them to be incredibly weak but massively studious, you can do that. If you want a captain who is uh, wonderful when it comes to sword fighting, but absolutely rubbish at pretty much everything else, you can do that. <laughs> you know, um, originally we had it much more sort of cemented and um, solidified, but we actually looked at it and we want people to have the option to make it a toolbox and open up what they could do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, you, you play as a member of this crew fighting against the insidious forces of, of cults and uh, and the guys. And so, how how does that manifest itself? What sort of adventures? I mean, an exact you've got to start an adventure in there. So don't spoil that. But uh, oh, no, an, no. A, an adventure. What would an adventure yes. look like? Uh, well, I mean, we just so we're just about to publish the um, part two of the Quick Start, mm-hmm. uh, which does have a starter adventure in that. And uh, giving you an example, just at the start of that. 
you get an, uh, a, uh, a quest, as it were, a voyage, we've called them, um, from Benjamin Hornigold, okay. who is sort of running the uh, militia of Nassau, and he runs the Powder Crew, which is one of the factions who are all about much more sort of traditional piracy, much more about trying to make some coin, but also mm-hmm. keeping things free and keeping the militia going on. And there's a meeting between some pirates who want to sort of sell Nassau out to one of the cults and some cult leaders, and it will transpire as you get into it that they're setting out something slightly different with a bit more of an eldritch nature to it, which you may or may not come up against um, as the adventure progresses. Uh, so what will tend to happen in your adventures is uh, there will be the classic element of something you want to get, something you want to grab, um, usually for money and coin, because you are still pirates, and mm. you know you got to you got to get paid. That's that's what it's all about. A strong um, commercial motive, absolutely. This is you know pirates got a pirate, um, <laughs> but then depending on your aims, depending on your goals, what faction, what reputation you're really looking for, there are also strong elements of cults trying to infiltrate, cults trying to um, raise things from the depths, mm. um, and it's fighting against them. It's also fighting against some of the creatures that you'll have. So there are the classic sort of Kraken-like creatures. There's um, some really, really horrible, groovy stuff that, uh, <laughs> again, my team... I know I've done well when I come up with a creature when my team say, James, what the hell is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> because I've come up with something like truly horrific. In right. That yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's worrying, really. I really should see someone about it. But, uh, but yeah, I know I've when I've creeped them out, that's the right level of horror for what we're doing. Mm. So, yeah. so- so it's kind of swashbuckly and yes. kind of hor- horror horror themed. I mean, it's yeah, it's mostly the, mostly the swashbuckling, but the the element uh, of horror that you can do with it is up to you. So one of the things we're very keen on, and we did this for the spy game as well, uh, is to have sort of levers you can pull when you're designing the game to do as you like. So if you want to have a much more literally swing off the ropes, shoot guy, you know, punch a cultist with tentacles in the face roll over and fire a cannon, mm. you know, into Cthulhu and stuff. You can do that sort of much more swashbuckly, pulp, comic, fast combat kind of thing. And that's the main thrust, but there's also, if you want to reduce that, there's ways of reducing the amount of uh, courage that you have. There's ways of reducing the amount of health that you have. So it's a less cartoon, more realistic. You're a bit more Cthulhu. And you can go well. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you can do a bit more. This is going to, you know, very few of you are going to come out of this either you know, not terrified out of your wits or mm. dead. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, so you you can run the game. We like to make games which uh, have a central core that is solid and then give people the toolbox options to make what they'd like out of it. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. So this it is... feels like you're really learn- leaning into, like, the sort of the core ethos of Call of Cthulhu, yeah. where you're mad, dead, or fled. There's, mm. there's options for that. I mean, this is the thing. That is a little bit more sort of one of the offshoot options you can do, right. as opposed to the main core. The core tends to be more building as a crew, upgrading. You know, I mean, I'll give, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, so one of the things we again we talked about is it's Cthulhu, it's Lovecraft or Lovecraftian mm-hmm. mythos at least. Yeah. Certainly not a Lovecraft. Um, so people expect a madness mechanic, mm. um, but. Again, it's a bit reductive to be like, oh, you're mad. There you go. It works for some systems. That's fine. But again, from our point of view, we didn't, we didn't want to have something where, okay, you are now mad. There you go. You're, you're, yeah. you're done. And that, that has a whole load of connotations, which we didn't really want to put into the game. Mm-hmm. So we have a courage mechanic instead. Um, and courage is how you cast spells. You spend courage points because you're looking into the abyss 
and oh, yes. this is looking back. So that's not that's that's not great for you. Um, and if you lose all your courage, you become terrified. So you're utterly terrified, and you basically you go into a ball of fetal, and that's that's a thing. But you can recover from that. And speaking to your point there, Peter, about uh, you know the the type of core of it, one of the ways of getting courage back because you're all pirates is to have some Dutch courage. So yeah. there is an alcohol um, table where you can drink some grog and get your courage points back. Okay. But if you get if you get completely off your face, hmm. your your courage is off the scale. But right. you can't shoot or stab anything <laughs> for a lot more money. <laughs> nah, I see. Did you did you have to do any um, research into that? And uh... do you know there is uh, we we've we've talked about some things in the background. And if we if we manage to do very well, we have a stretch goal for certain ideas and things that we may be doing. Mm, right. Um, that is on the horizon as a possibility. But uh, <laughs> right. yeah, okay. yeah, I'd like I'd like to say we did a ton of research into that. I think it's all uh, experience from my student days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, you drank too much and got into fights with people much bigger than you. <laughs> I mean, I was a yeah, I was a student. Too. I mean, that's another yeah. fun one is that the student um, is a starting uh, class. Ah, mm. Yes. And they ignore parts of being drunk because they're drunk all the time. No, so if, you, if you're a student as a club, as a starting class, you can ignore some of the negative effects of being drunk because mm. you're just used to. It. Yeah. So okay. what, what, what do you get? What do you get in this PDF then? For, for my hard-earned mm. money, what do I? What, what do I get when I pledge? Yes. So uh, PDF level, you get the full core book. Yep. You also get your name and credits because we're very keen on. Uh, on the front cover, as you say. I get my name on the front cover. You get, yes. Yeah, you specifically. <laughs> just, 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 just you, mate. <laughs> just you, mate. You get your, your name on the front. Um, I mean, it'll be tiny. I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah. You know, it'll, it's also blue on blue, so you might not be able to see it. Well, but it's but there, I promise. It's there. It's there. Scrimshaw. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm very tempted to actually make that happen. <laughs> like, I can, I can actually do that. You know, I'm sure I'll uh, do it to be but it's sensible. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, so that's, that's the PDF. Anyway, yes, sorry. Uh, in the, so, in the PDF, yes. So, uh, you get corals, mm-hmm. um, you get. Uh, the expanded calls as well. So at the moment in the calls um, for, for example, sailing, uh, there's only sort of nine speeds, as it were, which depends on your sails and how. So it's a very simple thing. Um, there's an expansion of that, which happens, you know, what happens if you're in a typhoon, what happens if you decide to have, you know, down the torpedoes, put all your sails on and try and sail like through a typhoon. typhoon. Spoiler, not great things. But, you know, if you want to reenact the, the end of the third Pirates of the Caribbean film and be in a, a whirlpool firing cannons and things going on, there's there's all sorts of rules for that. So there's rules for the environmental stuff. There's rules for um, yourself. There's all of the character building uh, and character creation with what will now be uh, 16 character classes. It was eight, now it's 16. You just it. And also uh, skills. So there's an absolute ton of skills. Mm-hmm. So you can build your pirate how you want. Um, instead of doing a sort of more 5e, okay, this is your archetype, and as you go up levels, you will get this skill and this skill and this skill, unless you do, you know, double class. Mm-hmm. Um, it has those options depending on your skill level. So if you, your, your skills can go 0 to 5, and let's say you decide, oh, I really want that skill. I really want to be like a, a crack shot with a, with a musket. That's great, but then that's going to need you to be accuracy, say, 4. So you can you can take that or not depending on what you've got. You want to be really good at diving. You want to be you know loquacious and able to to convince anybody of anything. You can do that. So there's an absolute there's a metric ton of of, uh, of skills in there that people can choose from, um, which is all also built around how you build your, your pirate. 
it tells you all about that. Um, there's also traits, uh, which are sort of negative skills to an extent. Um, uh, sort of, you might, one of the ones we've got is like, you know, you might be a berserker and really up for like beating the hell out of people. Mm. But that means you're not very good at talking to people and you have to take that training mm. if you've got that skill. So, so it's got all of that. It's got a load of equipment in there. It's got a load of, um, from everything from, you know, guns, knives, um, grenadoes, all that kind of fun stuff, powder kegs, all that thing, to upgrades for those things you can do for your ship and upgrades for your mm. ship as well. Because yeah. your ship is basically like another character that you all use right? Uh, yeah. for that. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. Tons of spells that we've put in recently. Again, a couple of those got the, James, what the hell? Um, because they're, they are, they're quite, uh, fun to play with. Um, one, one of our, one of our playtesters in the, in the, uh, one shot we did, um, squashed somebody with a tentacle. They just went, yeah, sort of. Slap. <laughs> just like, summoned a tentacle and just destroyed someone. There's a big bird somewhere. So that's yeah. a lot of fun. Oh, Crocodile. Exa- exactly that. Exactly <laughs> that. There's a load of NPCs. There's a load of factions. Our writing team is writing up all the factions for us. It's got the, uh, sort of the Brethren Court and the five people of that. So your classic, you know, Blackbeard, Bonnie, um, Sam Melanie, all those in name at least are in there. Yeah. Um, and ways of playing them. And then it's got a load of really quite like standard, uh, bad guys as NPCs and also your more grimly horrible mm-hmm. sort of avatars of. So it's of a big book this thing. Yeah, we're trying to, we're, um, you know, we've, we've got it planned out. We've got the skeleton planned out. I mean, you know, depending on how well we do, um, we haven't got a specific page count because if we do better in terms of our stretch goals, then obviously the page count's going to work. Mm-hmm. We'd like it to be even chunkier than, um, than the spy game in terms of even more stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a ton. There's an absolute ton in there. I'm sure I'm leaving something out, but, <laughs> you know, we won't be from the final book. No. So, so yeah. <laughs> I was just, just kind of thinking, like, the idea of, like, you play a crew member on a ship and give it that you work for Modiphius, of course, Modiphius. Famously publishes another game where you're a crew member on a on a on a ship. <laughs> is there any was there any influence from Star Trek in there or any? Uh, well, I mean, I've, I've written I've written for Star Trek as well for yeah. Um yeah. So uh, I'd like to say yes, but I feel like uh, SCA is a little bit more, perhaps a little bit more cerebral. I don't want to say that this is a bit more <laughs> yeah. more punchy, um, but, but I feel like Star Trek is a little bit more cerebral in, in, I, the, in the. I, I feel that if I was to have, say, a beer and some pretzels, this would be excellent additions to have while it's, playing this game. Yeah, it's got it's got a certain uh, a strong element of that. Yeah, yeah. For sure. You couldn't have like, beer; um, you'd have to have rum. Yeah, it's got to be rum or some uh, kind grog. of grog. Grog. Yeah. Yeah. Which, grog. Which it, which is like hot water, lime juice, and rum, which you know is actually surprisingly palatable. But, it's, it's so, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a full-on traditional beer and pretzels. Um, there are, you know, there's the option for people, as I say, there's like upgrades and things, so you can get better and your spells and things like that. Because okay. um, we, we don't want to make it very, you know, one-shot smash done. Mm-hmm. So there is a sense of campaign, there is reputation, there is building right. things in the back end. But it's, it's as easy as beer and pretzels yeah. to yeah. get into. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely yeah. a thing. Re- really driving for that sense of fun. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the yeah. that's the main end that we're going for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So you still got two weeks to go on this thing. You funded. Yeah. We funded. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, you're heading yeah. into your stretch goals. So, mm-hmm. what what's the future look like for for the game then? So it's not just going to be one and done. Is no. is there adventures, supplements? What's the what's mm. the general game plan? So I'm not sure how much I should say because some of them are stretch goals. Um, <laughs> but we uh, 
Yeah. But I mean, as we've established, nobody would ever find out. No, it's fine. No issues, no issues. Um, yeah, no, we, we do have, uh, we've got plans. Um, I don't think it's uh, a stretch of the imagination oh. to say that we do have plans for a possible supplement of, you know, bad guys and NPCs and, mm. you know, mm. full-on cursed captains, as it were. Nice. Um, which is, that's one we definitely love to do. Uh, yeah. We want to do more adventure books. Um, yeah. We do have further down some of our writers. You know, mm-hmm. our, our next stretch goal is for um, Kiana Shaw to write a mission booklet uh, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've asked some of our writers if they'd be interested in that, and they've said yes. So we may, if we hopefully get that far, we might do that. Um, even if we don't, long term, we'd like to be looking at that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, certainly more PDFs um, and support for the game overall, both digital and, and hard copy. Um, and then we've also got, we'd really like to do some more around the world elements. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, obviously, reading any kind of uh, stuff, there's uh, the Arctic and Antarctic kind of elements in there. There's stuff, yeah. there's the dreamlands, there's all sorts of elements. That you can yeah. Um, Polynesia, that's exactly, always very strong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's also all sorts of um, mm-hmm. options. And that's all stuff we want to do in the same way that for the spy game. So we had a, a message the other day actually from someone saying, Hey, what, what's going on with the spy game? Obviously, you guys are focused on Sid, uh, Coast Captains right now. What's going on with the spy game? For that, we've got, you know, we're planning on uh, another mission book at the moment. We've got another something in the wings that we'd really like to do. Um, as with so many things on this, and I'm sure, you know, first of all, listeners will, will know this from you guys having an idea of understanding the industry anyway. Um, but it is, uh, we are a small indie. Like we, yes. we hopefully punch above our weight, or seem to punch above our weight. But we are a small indie, so a lot of it does depend on how well we sell stuff. You know, the, yes. the more stretch goals we get, the more we sell in retail, yeah. the more yeah. we can then do. Um, yeah. You know, because we're not, as as most people say, you know, we're not making millions and millions of quid. We bought, you know. No. Matching yachts or you know, anything like that. It's just, it's just not. It's just not the case. Yes. Um, he says as he smokes that cigar, looking out to the porthole in his space station. You're not meant <laughs> to say that. If I'm you just... handled it with a fifty pound note, I'd be a lot more sympathetic. To be well, honest, I mean, I'll take off the smoking jacket if it seems too much. But you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just a, right, a monocle where you went too far. <laughs> um, but yeah, we do. We do have. We do have all sorts of plans for that. We don't. We don't want to do. If we do one and done stuff, we want it to be self-contained. Um, mm, yes. So we did a, a, a small D and D supplement on um, DM's Guild mm. uh, called mm. Dreams, Nightmares, and Half a Um which was which is like a one and done, which is quite funky, fun stuff going on there. And we've got yeah. a couple more of those planned. We've really liked. There's a couple of fun card games that we've got planned mm. as one and done mm. stuff. Uh, Sam, who you guys know as well, is uh, he's currently done and just finished off while he was project managing this. Uh, something else that will be coming out with after the start, which is really exciting and really fun. So we've got a lot of ideas, but what we don't want to do with our core books, like the Spy Game with Curse Captains and with one or two others that we would like to do, is just go, cool, that was the Kickstarter, great, thanks, Bob. Yeah, you know, exactly. we, we want to support these things, we want to do more, but as you say, it just depends on time and money, yeah. you know, as with so many things. Um, but we, yeah, we really want to push for so much stuff. With yeah. <laughs> well, good good luck to project. You have budget. You don't need luck, but uh, well, you know. But it's it's that thing. That the more we can push it, the more we can give to people. First of all, backers. Mm. Secondly, um, you know, customers. Hopefully, down the line, and the more we can make of it. You know, I'd love to. Mm. I, I I'm realistic. 
Hmm. You know, I don't think we're going to end up with five, six, twelve different supplements right now off the back of this Kickstarter. But if we do, I would absolutely love to. You know, I'd love to do that. We've got ideas for those. It's just how much time it takes us to, to go and get them out. So, yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I really hope you've enjoyed your time here. No problem. Thank you, gents. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. It was great having you on. <laughs> Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash Morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. I seem to have developed a problem. Uh-huh. Dog in, there's a dog in the way. That's a, that's a, could, you, could you, like, kind of piss off? <laughs> You're in the way. I need, I need to no. go there. <laughs> go on, move.